welcome back to all blended up it is your host Chantanelle Linden and I just want to welcome you all back to our podcast and so for those who are just joining us this is episode four we have three other episodes for you to go and listen to at this time just to get to know us a little bit more and it'll make sense kind of what we've been talking about if you go back to the previous episode so we have the our introductory episode where I introduce myself. Then we have episode two where my husband introduces himself. And in episode three is where I did uh, lay out how you can find your place. If you are the person who's embarking on establishing a relationship with someone who has children, I do explain how you can uh Define your role in this family that has already been established through the role of a teacher. Now let's get into today's episode. So this is um, here. I want to get into how do you know if you're ready? How do you know if you're ready for this type of relationship? And I have five things to consider for you to consider to figure out if you're ready for a blended family relationship or just a relationship period. I think the things that I laid out was really for if you were just really ready for a relationship. And, um, you know, it can be for both. And so I hope that this is helpful. Let's get into it. So number one, I listed have you healed from past trauma? Have you healed from past trauma? And let me tell you what that means. That does not mean that sometimes you may not still be triggered from stuff from your past, but you have took the time to do the work to help better yourself so that you can live a productive life. But if you know you just came out of a, let's say, a bad relationship, then it's not wise to enter into another relationship until you have healed from what you went through in that previous relationship. Or say you come from abuse. You know, you had an abusive background, an abusive childhood. You need to ensure that those things that you experienced in that household does not bleed over into your relationship or your um relationship with your children and in this case if you are entering into a blended family then your past trauma will affect how you are parenting not only your own children but the parenting you are helping with when you are uh, parenting your stepchildren so I had that as number one because I think a lot of us do parent from a place of trauma and I am going to talk about that in a future episode, so I don't want to go into too much of it now, but I think it is important to evaluate why we make the decisions that we do. And a lot of times we will figure out that it is from a place of hurt. Like some things that we did were exposed to or did just because we're used to doing it does not mean that it wasn't toxic or that it was not traumatic. I know for me, it was just certain things that I had to figure out, okay, that was not quite, you shouldn't have been exposed to that, or that's not something that other children were, um, was exposed to. And so I had to realize 
when I would look back and even now it just as an adult and the way I parent my children, I'd be like, okay, some of that stuff that we were seeing and exposed to just was not, uh, you know, it was toxic. And so it's very important to realize, okay, realize the hurts that you have. If they're still, if you're still open and you're still bleeding, you don't need to be in getting into any type of relationship. We may still have scars, but if you still have an open wound, then you need to consider that before embarking into a relationship. So moving right along, number two is maturity. Number two is maturity. So I have been talking about a level of maturity this entire time because I do feel as though it does take a certain type of person to be in a relationship where there's like so many different moving pieces. When you're in a relationship with um, just you and your husband and y'all came together and y'all had your children, there is no outside influence. But in a blended family, there is. So in my situation, my husband had two children, two different mothers. And so that was outside influence, of course, because those are her children. And so she may parent her household a certain way. We may parent a different way over here. And you're trying to still establish order in your home and um, ensuring that the things that you're putting in place in your home matches up with theirs just so the child isn't confused. And so it does take a level of maturity to do so. And I say this because if you are immature at this, then the child is the one that's being affected. You know, even your well-being can be affected because your thoughts is going all kind of ways and, and different type of stuff like that. And so it does take somebody that has reached a certain peak of maturity and you need to evaluate that because somebody may say something and um, it goes back into past trauma like they may say something and because you don't really know them that well they may not even be trying to be offensive but now you are offended or maybe they are but you have to have a certain level of maturity so don't so that you won't take the bait so that you won't bite the carrot that's dangling in front of you and I know I like to say um, I'm just the type of person where I don't like for somebody to feel like they got the upper hand on me. Like I and that could be pride. And if it is, Lord, forgive me, because I know that pride is not it's not good to be prideful. But I just don't like the feeling of when I feel as though somebody I've allowed them to take me out of my character. Now, I'm not saying just in, in take disrespect. But I don't want to be taken up out of my character. And if I allow you and your antics to do that, then I begin to look at me. Like, how could it, how could you allow this person to, to take you there? And so sometimes things can get heated, things are said, and you have got to be the mature party because maybe the other party has not gotten to that place yet in their mature walk. And so it may take you to say, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to take the high road. I'm not going to be baited into this um, argument or I'm not going to, you said some slick stuff, but I'm not even going to entertain it. 
because now I'm giving fuel to the fire of whatever it is you said. And again, that goes back to maybe it's pride. Like, you're not about to control me. <laughs> the only one that needs to be having any type of form of anything is, you know, my heavenly father. And then I'm married, so I'm connected to my husband, so he has influence. But other than that, like, no. And so that's number two. You do need to evaluate if you are mature enough for a, even a regular relationship, but definitely, definitely, definitely a blended family uh, dynamic because it's so many different moving parts. And so moving right along, we are on number three. So number three is love. So if you watched or listened to uh, the last episode, it, I talked about love and how it does take you having like this really loving heart in order to uh, parent, you know, children that aren't biologically yours. And I say that because it may not be so easy. Like with your own kids, you know, it's already established that you love them. You know, especially the woman because you've carried them for nine to ten months. You carried them in your womb. You've gotten to know them all that time. But when you're coming in as a stepmom or a stepdad, you do have to get to know this child. And, you know, that love factor, your love for them begins to grow as you get to know them. But it does take a special type of person to to love in that capacity. And some people just don't have it in them to do it. And you have to know, okay, I know that, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this. Or if you begin, if you start having your own kids, now I'm just treating them like nothing because now I got my own child. Like they was, you, they was, I, it was all good when you didn't have no kids. But then when you begin to birth your own, then you begin to treat your stepchildren differently. And you cannot do that. And so I know that we all define love a different way, but I define love the way the Bible defines love. And one of the ways the Bible defines love is in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And a lot of people are familiar with that scripture, but I'm going to just read it. But it says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It also protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will go away. And so that's the biblical definition of love. And that will be tested in a blended relationship or blended family dynamic because what if at the beginning you feel as though you're pouring out love and it's not being reciprocated especially for a child that's trying to get adjusted to this new family dynamic that they have entered into they may do things that are triggering and so in this scripture it said love is patient so will you be patient in that moment you may have to exhibit kindness and they're not being kind right now you know, it does not envy. You can't be envious of the past of the history and the relationship that your partner had prior to you. You can't be boastful and proud and self-seeking. 
And I'm going to get into self-seeking because that's going to be one of my other points, the selfishness. And so I really want to park here at love because I left off talking about love. And it's so imperative to have this loving heart when you are in a blended uh, family because you want to ensure that everybody's getting the love that they need. You know, you want to make sure that your stepchildren know that you love them. And it's important to be able to even give that love. And so that's why I put it on the list because you may be so wounded, again, going back to trauma, that you don't have any love to pour out. You need to be loved on as you will be uh, as you are going through your recovery process. You know, you may not be a mature enough to love at this capacity. So it's also that maturity level. And so love is such a big component. And it's very imperative that we even define it the correct way. Because we define it sometimes as an emotion. And, um, yeah, that can be love. You know, that, emo- that, that feeling that you feel in a pit of your stomach or whatever, the butterflies and all of that stuff. But love is just more than an emotion. It's so complex. And everybody shows love a different way. I may not be telling you I love you every day, but it's in my actions. It's in how I address you that shows that I love you. And so... Love is a big one, and I probably should have had that last because I done kind of elaborated really, really long on love. But y'all know where I'm coming from, so, so yeah. The next one is selflessness. Are you selfless? Are you selfless? And this is, again, I feel like this list could be for those who are in a, um, we're talking about relationship or a blended family relationship, because there does, it, there does take a level of selflessness when you are embarking and entering into a relationship or when you become a parent. You automatically have to become selfless because now you have to consider somebody outside of self. If it's in a, uh, rela- if it's just you and, and your man, you know, for me, me and my man, I have to consider his feelings. You know, if I'm getting ready to go somewhere, I may have to say, hey, you know, I'm about to go to the store or whatever it may be. I don't just walk out the house because I'm considering like, well, dang, if he wake up or come, it's going to be like, well, where did she go? And so and even with your parenting, sometimes you may have to make sacrifices because if my kids don't have what they need, then I'm going to make sure they good before I go and do all of these different things for me. And so it does take a level of selflessness, especially if you are like a single man or a single woman and it's just you right now and you meet a man or a woman with children. Now your world is about to change because it's not going to be about this, just you. Now you are entering into this family dynamic that's um, about, you know, the person that you're learning and, and engaging into a relationship with, eventually marriage, or, and the children. So you have to think about that. Are you ready to give up that? <laughs> Where, Because in singlehood, and I don't want to make it seem like singles are selfish, but it kind of gives you room to just think about just you. And, um, you know, and you get to f- discover who you are. 
And I know for me, when I turned 18, um, like when I entered into this relationship at 18, I don't think I really considered that. Like I didn't have that period of really kind of getting to know who I was. And I feel as though that's important because you may not know how you are at your mama house, but it's a whole different experience when you are out on your own, when you're staying by your own. So I never stayed by myself. Like I went from a mother's house and then me and my husband, we immediately went into, I went into staying with him. And so for and, and, and that's, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but it, for some people, you may need to have that time where you're really on that road of discovery and you're discovering who you are and you're walking that journey. And so if you're not ready to give that up, especially if you already don't have no kids or anything and it's just you right now, that's something that you need to evaluate. Do I want to embark on this journey with somebody else? Because like I said, now when you get into a relationship, when it's you and it's children, it's not just about you. You can't just get up and go. That That's gone, especially if you got little, little kids. Because right now, like when I had my daughter two years ago you know my son was what five so he could kind of move around on his own and stuff like that but I had to get accustomed to car seats and diaper bags and all of that stuff all over again and I was like oh my gosh I'm not used to this anymore because I don't have to do all of that with with my son like he's potty trained you know he know how to make a bowl of cereal (laughs) I can sleep in if I need to but then I have my daughter, and now I'm back to bottles and, and changing pampers and a, a car seat, stroller, all of these things. And so it's just like, whoa, okay, <laughs> done started over. And so that level of, of, of selflessness, it's constantly giving of yourself. And the analogy I like to use is what the, what the word requires, like a husband and wife to do. You know, a husband is to love his wife like Christ loved the church, and a, and a wife is to honor and submit to her husband. And when both of them are operating in their role and they're giving of themselves, then everybody's cup is filled. If I'm thinking all about you and how I can serve and honor you and you're reciprocating that same love to me, then we're both fulfilled. But it, especially in America, we are taught it's all about you. You know, get a degree, um, get the get the job, and and and, be, and claw your way to the corporate ladder. And it's all about me, 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 me. Just like in like other cultures, how it's you know when the elderly get older, they bring that elderly person in their home and to and take care of them. Here, you know, we put ours in a nursing home. It's like so different. And so even culturally, it has cultivated us to be naturally selfish. It's all about you. And so if you know that you're at that place where at that season of your life, it is all about you and you, it's some things that you are figuring out and it may need to be all about you while you're discovering who you are, when you're learning what makes you tick, what doesn't, if you're healing because you have gone through past traumas, if you need some more developing, maturing, if you need to understand what love is, then, yeah, you need to stay at bay and selflessness. Selflessness is big. And the last thing 
that I wanted to talk about was in being intentional, intentionality. And um, I put that one on the list because I think I was saying like on my last episode, just being intentional about showing these kids how, you know, showing up for them. Because again, they don't know you. They don't know you and you're getting to know them. And by a, a date, what they're doing, how you're getting to know them and how you're gaining trust with them is showing up. So my my kids, um, and this was, you know, later on in the relationship, they started running track. So showing up for them. You know, showing up so they know that they have me also in their corner. Yeah, they got their mother and their father. They going to have them. But knowing that they can count on me too to show up. So being intentional. And so I put that there because if you, again, that rolls back into self selfishness. If you're selfish, then you're not going to be intentional. You may say, oh, yeah, we'll go to Chuck E. Cheese next Saturday and then Saturday roll around. And y'all don't get to go to Chuck E. Cheese. And a kid, that's, you know, they, they keeping a record of that. And you do that too many times, like, and then, you know, you could also say being integral and keeping your word. But, um, but yeah, being intentional. Saying, I'm going to, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And, um, and sticking to that. I know that that's a big one for me because, and my kids, they'll, they'll tell you, the oldest ones for sure, they may ask me for something. If I'm not sure I can do it, I'm, I may say, I'll be honest with them because I don't want to tell them I'm going to do something and not keep my word. That was always big for me. And um, it may have come from a place of trauma because, like I said, we need to heal, you know, you need to look at that and why you do the things you do. But I know for me, sometimes my parents would say, we'll do this, or maybe they, they you know, they would make promises and wouldn't keep them. And so I said, for me, I don't want to do that. If I'm, you know, and if I'm not sure that I can do it, I'm going to tell you, well, no, you know, well, I'm not sure, or we'll see, I'll let you know. I get back with you, but I'm not going to give you a definitive yes because I'm not sure. But you don't want to fall too into being indecisive either. And I know that's something that I used to have to, that I realized that I would do. I wouldn't give a definite yes or no, so you can't say, well, I told you. But then now you're coming off as indecisive. But no, if I'm not like just, I'm not sure because maybe my pocketbook ain't looking the way it needs to look, then I'll say, well, look, let me look at my budget. And I'll let you know. Or, you know, if the Lord will, you know, we'll be able to do it. And so I hope that this was helpful. Again, those five things was number one, have you healed from past trauma? Number two, maturity. Number three, your love. Number four, selflessness. And number five, being intentional, intentionality. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to All Blended Up Again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the support that we have received thus far. And if you're wondering about my husband, he will be back on. His schedule has just, has just been wonky. 
And so I've been having to get on on my own. But in the next few episodes, he will be back, you know, to elaborate on some of these things with me. And so, again, just ride with us as we continue to peel back the layers of all that comes with being in a blended family.